What's up, everybody? I'm Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. And you're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. I, I can't tell you how many people still come and they're so like, awesome. So I can't tell you how many people come and they're like, Hey, what's up? Thank yep. you. Like, because you, we got onboarded a couple years ago. Now my family's doing good. I've moved to California. Uh, I'm working over here with Mountain now. Doing, yep. It's like, oh my God. Like, it, it's incredible. You know, I really, I really miss the experience of being down there on the fires. And to be completely honest, like the work that we were doing, it was... It wasn't the fanciest, especially toward the end of our role. Like yeah. in the beginning, we were tying into trees. I was going up on cranes. I was taking people up on cranes. Like it was very hands-on, very high level. Several times I got contracted actually, you know, through the organization that we were working for to go and handle hazard trees. There was times where I was putting together like blank check gear lists yeah. to deal with trees that, you know, some folks were just like, I don't even really know how we're going to start this yeah. thing. And it was so fun. But it was interesting to see how our role changed. And although it wasn't the most glamorous, it was so rewarding, mm. right? Because now, like, like you, I get messages. I've probably had like two or three dozen people come up to me at the show and be like, hey, man, do you remember me? Because you brought me on to whatever it was, the Butte Fire or Santa Rosa or whatever. Or you did some training at the municipality in New York or whatever. And it was, it's so cool to see that like, although we were just there teaching and we were just, you know, kind of doing our job, those ripples are just flowing through oh, the industry, man. man. Like crazy. it's totally a dream come true for me to be like still in this role in the industry. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, what? Well, no. And, and I, I live in Megalia. Okay. In Paradise. Just, yeah. Just above Paradise. Wow. You know? um, my kids are down there. They're going to school there. Uh, we plan. We plan on doing it for the rest of the year. Yeah. And then, uh, God willing, going back to Texas after that, and me continuing a little bit of what we do throughout the country. Yeah. But uh, you know, my wife is very supportive. Yep. You know, she puts up with all my stuff, and and, and she, she. Shout out to our wives. A big shout out. <laughs> big babe, shout out to I'm our wives. I'm coming home tonight, this yep. afternoon, babe. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, staff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for everything you do, and uh, I promise we're working. Yeah, we it's are. Not just fun. It's not just fun. <laughs> You know, when we were in paradise, uh, I actually had my family come to and I and my son at the time was very young. Yeah. And what was so cool about Fair paradise is that, you know, this is this is a community that has just been through a pretty significant event. You Absolutely. know, people lost everything and they got that little main street going. Right. They built that Starbucks. They got that gas station going. There is a mediocre grocery store and you and I would walk in there and we'd be, you know, filthy, just like ash and dirt. And we'd yeah. have our high vis on and everybody was so thankful that we were there they were right. so appreciative and like we were appreciative to be there it was just this it was almost totally. like a post 9 11 vibe totally and what was so cool is that my wife and my son would come in with me and then obviously i would leave because we were always getting called out or having to go put out fires and people would come up to my family and be like thank you so much for being here thank your husband awesome. you know what i mean and like what else could you ask for you should see it now so this is the first year yeah. they opened the schools completely back up. Wow. Um, there's stores now. Um, we just removed the last tree. Really? The last tree. I was. I'm still in the project. I'm still getting goosebumps. Right yeah. Now. I. We just removed the last tree because now they went in and they, they did the female work of it. You right. Know? So yep. if you're if if you were devastated by it and your house was no longer there. 
they came in and removed the extra trees that were a hazard to your property so that you can rebuild. Yeah. Uh, and I was helping uh, one of the companies out there yep. <clears throat> with all of that. And it was, it's so cool. It's just like, you know, I have a house that was saved by the fire. That's insane. And, and I have the most beautiful trees there is in Megalia. And, yeah. and it's just crazy that, that, that we're there, but that's awesome. So what do you got going on now? What's going on? What, what, well, you know, the nature What's of my Johnny doing the nature of my life is there's no real downtime. Um, so obviously as a contract instructor, I was all over the place. And as a pro athlete, I was all over the place. And right. then also running a tree company, which is growing, obviously, I'm sure that you've experienced this and so yeah. many other people have too. COVID had a major effect on our world, but yeah. man, did it dial the volume of the industry up to 11. Like, you know, mm. I've hired more people, I've bought more equipment. So the company is growing and thankfully I've been you know, thankfully I've been introduced to the right people and I have the right experience now that I'm able to equip my guys with the skills that they need so that I can go away and do wow. what I'm doing. So I'm still a contract instructor for Arbor Culture Canada. Awesome. Uh, I'm still flying wingsuits. I'm still coaching skydiving when I can. I've got another baby on the way, which wow, I'm pretty stoked about. Yeah, so you know it's a boy or girl already. I do. Yeah, baby. we got a baby boy coming in April, oh, so that's going to be exciting. So the family's growing, the business is growing, and you know, so much of our lives. It, well, we're spent on the road, right? Like airplanes, rental cars, hotels by myself. And <laughs> I think I think one of the directions that I'm now heading towards is if I do have to be on the road for a long time, I'm going to try to bring my family or yeah. at least I'm going to bring a colleague or a friend so that it's more of a shared experience. And yeah, it's expensive to do that. And yeah, it can be a pain in the butt to do it. But quality of life over just the paycheck yeah. is something that we all need to realize at some point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether it's, whether it's a, a road trip to go climb mountains or a road trip to go fly parachutes or to come down and do a whole bunch of training, if I'm going to be gone any more than a week at a time, I'm going to figure out a way to, you know, bring the family down. Mm. But aside from that, in terms of projects, man, like, um, you know, being at home, basically at home for the last couple of years, uh, I built a bike park in my hometown, so, wow. which was pretty I cool. You know, coming from a professional mountain biking past, um, it was so fun to be able to take this area that had been very neglected by our municipality. And now every day that I drive down through the river bottom of my home, dozens of kids and families wow. doing that. And then I'm coming back the other way. And what was so cool about that project is, like so many things in my life, what I'm doing over here is supporting what I'm doing over there, Absolutely. right? So, you know, we're removing trees, a lot of trees in Southern Alberta right now for various reasons, you know, whether it's bugs and pest infestations mm -hmm. and populations changing or climate change affecting the way that we're getting, how cold our winters are getting, which mm -hmm. is severe, how hot our summers are getting, wow. periods of drought. So all those trees that have been cut down, we're now turning into pro pro processed materials. So all the lumber for the bike park, locally sourced trees. <sighs> All the mulch to keep all of the moisture in the ground, awesome. locally sourced trees. Like every piece of lumber and every piece That's of mulch awesome. that is at that bike park came through one of my machines or wow. through the hands of one of my employees. So it's really neat to see how, you know, arboriculture, which is a J-O-B, you know what I mean, is now supporting <laughs> so many other passions of mine. Isn't it crazy that people don't don't, don't have that in their, in their J-O-Bs and their jobs? Or yeah. <clears throat> in their in their life itself you know um i i look at a lot of that that we do and um uh, i do some stuff at uh, border patrol yeah and and so whenever you go to mexico and you come back to the u.s yeah <laughs> you go to border patrol station yeah and uh we trim some trees there every year we do an inventory you know we do all the nicely pruning and all yeah. that and i think about it and i'm like when i die yeah my kids will still come through here and they'll be like 
dad used to take care of the trees and and that's, that's, right. that's forever like forever those 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 cuts those those sealed cuts will forever be there yeah man you know and and they can say dad made that cut exactly you know and yeah it's, uh, and not it's only awesome. that but you know they're going to be able to they're going to go on netflix and they're going to watch the paradise fire documentary oh, and they're going to be like See those trees that are burning right now? Oh, God. My dad at least had a hand in making sure that that town got rebuilt. And then one day they're going to be roaming around that town again, you know? And it's so cool to know that, you know, even at least in some small part, the effort and the work that we're putting in is having a lasting effect. And like, lasting. really, what else could you ask for? Not only for others, but for your family. Yeah, your man, they're going to see that. And it's something that... I don't, I don't know how I would do it otherwise. Like, well, now that you've experienced, there's no going back. You there know what I mean? Yeah. Even if I tried, they, yeah. I don't think they'll take me back anywhere else. So tell me about the training you're doing. Like what's going on? Like obviously when you and I were teaching and training together, we were working for a different organization. And now from what I understand, you're kind of doing something different. I've always um, helped out training organizations. When I got into training, I uh, got into training because of the translation and the mm -hmm. Spanish and all that good stuff. So a lot of what I did when I first started was, hey, help us train some of our trainers. Help us <clears throat> do this, do that. And so for me, it's turned into helping. I mean, I'm here at the academy. Yeah. You know, I, I helped them out as well. Yep. Um, I did some work with ACRT. Yep. Um, you know, there, there was no like, Oh, this is just my company and I'll just do stuff through my company. Yeah. <clears throat> it was the way I've always lived my life. Even when I had a private company, it was, um, hey, you need help with your company. They're like, why would you want to help me? You That's have right. your own company and, and people freak out. Yeah, it's I know. Like, they're they're taken aback. They're like, wait, wait a second. Like, what, what's your angle here? Yeah, what, you do, know you know want? what, what do you want? What do you want from me? I was like, yeah. I don't know. You just suck. And I think I can help you out. You yeah. Know? And like, you're a company that needs this. And, you know, a lot of people are like, okay. You know, yep. and they took me in and I was able to help my my neighbor company, you know, yeah. make them better, you know, and in turn, they gave me work and uh, we just learned from each other a lot. And I think that's really what's what's happened with the training. You know, yep. I, I still help out a ton of organizations I, like my company is called the Arborist Institute. OK, but listen, we 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 hardly promote it as such because. Right. Uh, we, we work with the Academy. We work with uh, all these other companies. And yes. uh, we didn't want to just be our own thing. Or, uh, right. we, we wanted to, to do a big. And so a lot of uh, site safety. Um, I've always been a consultant. Yes. So a lot of utility companies have uh, hired our services or hold us on retainer. Mm -hmm. We're really like lawyers, you know. Yep. So if something happens, they're like, hey. This we'll be happened. there tomorrow. Yeah, well, we can be on yeah. a flight. Yep. Um, so onboarding, site safety. Uh, you might have met uh, Ryan Serdersky. He's yep. around here. Yep. He helps out as well. So a lot of work with the utilities, mm -hmm. uh, Mountain, uh, Arbor Works. Yeah. All, all those. Uh, What's so out cool there. about the direction that I'm seeing? You know, when I got into this industry, which literally was 20 years ago, I've been doing this 20 years, which is so wild to actually be able to say. I know. And. Back in the day, man, it was it was so divided, right? Company A didn't even talk to neither. You didn't even want to recognize that company B existed because it was all about survival. You know, it's right. like we got to get that job. It was very cutthroat. It was very competitive. And I'm so glad to see that things are heading in a different direction because, frankly, it's more fun like this. Oh, yeah. And I think... You know, what I'm seeing in the industry now with online presences, with the expansion and scaling of tips and tricks and training and, and how we're embracing technology and online training, it's beautiful to see that, you know, guys like yourself and, you know, guys like me are able to 
not end up pigeonholed into a single organization, right? It's not about serving a single master as much as it is about a higher level perspective. We want to elevate this industry, right? And if we can raise that tide, it's going to raise all the ships. And I think that even some of the organizations that in the past have been um, maybe a little bit more, you know, cautious about allowing some knowledge or some intellectual property to get out. I think that they're starting to open up to that too, because we are trying to serve a greater goal. Right. And like you, I literally train and contract for my competition Absolutely. back home in Canada. And I just, it's more fun. Do you still get people ask you like, why do you do that? Absolutely. Like, you, know? you know, and, and <laughs> I just, I just love the fact that, you know, I might, I might come, they might, maybe my competition has a, a, a technical tree that might be just like slightly out of their reach. They can call me in, I'll come in on a day rate, and while I'm working, I can be talking through headsets, right? I can be on you're Bluetooth. You're training, you're helping and I'm, them. Exactly. Uh, and I'm explaining what I'm doing, you know, like, you know, you're up in a crane and like, well, why did you make that side of the V cut that way? And, and I, and I can say, you know, like right now, you're I'm like, all right, guys, check this out. What I'm going to do right now is you want to do this because of this and that. Yeah. And they're like, all right. And they're like, oh, I attention. get it. Like, right. Cause it's so difficult, especially when you start getting to a higher level to have people right beside you when you're doing the thing. Yeah. Because I mean, by nature, you probably shouldn't be right beside me doing that thing. <laughs> right. So it's just, I'm loving that, you know, technology professionalism and openness are now sort of starting to flood through the industry. I just love the direction that it's going. And I do think it's going to keep people safer and I think it's going to keep people happier. And really when you've had, when you've had as many near death experiences as I've had, you can't help but realize that like, yes, this is a job. Yes, this is a career, but this is just one aspect of a life that you're going to live. So yeah. try to leave, you know, leave this place in a better place than you found it. You oh know? man, uh, yeah, you can't put it better than that. Thanks. And and how many people that we know are not here, dude? Today, it, yeah. uh, to me, this year has been especially hard. Yeah. Because someone that I was sitting with, like we are now, mm -hmm. I found out, you know, the other day that they weren't here, and and it was like. I was just with that person. Yeah, yep. You know, like, and he was full of like people like us, you know, that you're like, oh, they're on the top of their game. They're like, they, they have all these people that, you know, follow the work where you have so many people out, just such a great person. You're yep. like, he's not here or she's not here anymore. And, and it's created a lasting thing in me, you know, that yep. I, I slowed down a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, after TCIA, we're going to slow down a little bit again. You yep. know, I'm spending time with the family. More. Recollect sort of like, yeah, bring it all back together before you start putting it all out yeah. again right and you, you got to have those 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 moments or that, that that time every once in a while where you're like okay i'm gonna stop yeah you know, i'm yep. gonna stop uh, i'm gonna slow down pull back reassess as much as you love what you do like like both of us mm -hmm. you, you you have to you, you know what I'm, I'm taking a little bit of time for the family yeah you know and i um the person that you're referring to did they die on the job or did they pass away just, differently just differently you differently, know not yeah. even so, not even like and, and and yeah some people on the job as well you yep. know but mostly just like driving from point a to point b yes and, and that's what makes you realize that like i can probably not be here tomorrow yeah and so you like myself over the course of our over the course of our careers in either training or contracting i can i can actually safely say i've had thousands of students Okay. And, and I've had thousands of students on two or three different continents, depending on where they are and right. where they're working at the time. And 
you know, I've got memorial stickers on every one of my helmets. I've got them in my van that I road trip around to remind me that like, this is a finite experience, you know, like a very, like I was very close with, um, his name was Russell and he was up in Idlewild. He was working with Pino and, uh, you know, I had come up and I had done training and I'd also come up and done some contracting and I'd also come up and, you know, by nature of my job, I was filling out what they were doing great and maybe some things that they could improve on. And I just remember, you know, sitting down with these guys and breaking bread and doing this training, but also giving them constructive criticism. And, you know, just knowing that I was a little bit a part of that feels good. And then one day I find out that like, he was advancing in his career. He was working on a family, had a committed girlfriend, everybody around him loved him. And then one day he's gone. He didn't die at work. You know, it was something else that happened. But now, you know, I had a student that's no longer here or my mentor, James Luce. You know what I'm saying? It's like he was he was a permanent fixture in arbor culture for me. I wouldn't have been a trainer if it wasn't for him. He was the one that got a hold of Arbor Culture Canada and was like, hey, just you might want to get Johnny to train her to so do this crazy. thing. And, you know, so Justin Hoffmeister, you know what oh, I'm saying? Man. Like I, I, I was, I, I did a bunch of work with him. My too. son's first birthday took place at his acreage. And then just like that, me and, uh, Nick mm -hmm. Hoffmeister had yep. a huge conversation because, yep. you know, the, the way that Nick grew up, yes. you know, we won't get too much into details, but you know, I talked with Nick and I was like, you know, your, your dad had a hard time too. And it's, yep. it, and so that, that stuff that we don't, train a lot in yeah like we had conversations driving and you know maybe i didn't teach nick how to climb but yep. i was able to share something with him mm -hmm. that he was able to understand his father more you and know it just illustrates you know this is this is an experience that you have in life it just happens to be like one of the funnest jobs in the universe you know what i'm saying but you get close to these people and it yes this is a tree industry but this is so much a people industry and it, and it was funny that you mean that you mentioned james because i had never met him personally yeah we all knew each other through 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 people through tyler yes right? junior and, and yeah juni yep. what's up one day he gives me a call and yeah. he's like hey James wanted me to tell you this. I'm like, don't, don't do that. Yeah, to me. Like, I did not, I don't, I didn't know the guy like that. Like I knew of him. I followed mm -hmm. all his work. Don't, don't do this to me. He's yep. like, no, like he left something that he wants you to do. And I'm wow. like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, I don't want that I'm responsibility, you know? Yep. And uh, he left some training for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he said, I want Eric to yeah. be a part of this. Yeah. And I want him to go and help out with this. And cool. And, and, and Tyler got a hold of me to tell me that. And I, I was in Alaska when I got the call, you know, and, yeah. and I was like working, you know, I was actually cutting and doing stuff. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, wow. Like the impact that that had on me. Yeah. It, it just, yeah, I, I can't explain. But but that's what we that's what we deal with. And, yeah, man. and that's what we do. And um, I enjoy every single day of my life mm -hmm. because I don't know if the plane that I jump on this afternoon is going to make it to California. I know it's, it's a wild <laughs> thing to think. And. You know, you and I have had the privilege of impacting a lot of people's lives for better or for worse. Yeah. You know? And there's a story that I often share. We won't mention the name, but when I first arrived on the Butte Fire late 2015 into early 2016, the, the whole fire program was really blowing up. And the idea of third party site safety at that point was still pretty new. Mm -hmm. And the 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 protocols hadn't really been defined yet. So we were basically given best practices that we were gonna enforce. And then we were going out into the field and we were checking crews. And it was my second day on the job and I rolled up on a job site and there was some very dangerous things that were about to occur. There was a, 
a guy line that was set up improperly that wasn't going to function. There was a power line that was probably going to get taken out. It was just a very high risk scenario. And I, I got in there and I managed to sort of cool the situation down. And these guys, they were hard workers. They knew what they were doing, but what they were doing, they were kind of, they were cutting some corners. Mm -hmm. So I wrote that in my report because we don't, we don't have hiring and firing authority. We're just there to report. So I just reported what I found. And the next day I had found out that they had been let go. And then an hour later, they were waiting for me in the parking lot. <laughs> and this is my second day on, on fire at the beginning of this thing. And I just got to thinking, I was like, well, this isn't good because, <laughs> you know, here I am. I'm like, at the time, what would I have been like 26, 27 years old? And these guys are kind of out for blood. And also, I fully understand where they're coming from. They, they transplanted themselves to this project. They're coming down here to make money, to support their families. And now they're going to go home. Fast forward several years, I'm at Arborfest West, and I just finished doing the aerial rescue demonstration with some of the folks from Nats. And afterwards, this gentleman comes up to me and he's like, hey man, I just gotta say thanks a lot. And I was like, wait a sec, I remember you. And he was like, yeah, I've started my own tree company. I've got four guys working for me. Wow. He's like, I've got this, I've got this um, equipment, I'm doing this, we're growing. And I was just like, Wow. Was he one of the guys that he was wanted one to of kick your ass at first? He was one of the guys that got let go. Now, you know, in full transparency, I don't think I would have let them go. I would have just said, you know, maybe a little more training is needed and let's yeah. get them back out there. But the, the decision was made and he chose to go on and basically kick some ass with it. And, you know, you, you can't help but think, although we're doing things that may be uncomfortable right now. Absolutely. You can choose to make them awesome. And relating that to James, you know, like, it really hurt when we found out that James, you know, was going to check out. And one of the last, well, the last conversation that I had with James, we were reminiscing on getting in and out of helicopters together and getting dropped off on the top of mountains to go do conservation work together. And at the time, you know, James was 70, you know, he, he, def 